0: Hallelujah. But we're going to continue in our our series called Accepted this morning. I believe, I think this is part six. Let's look at Ephesians 1, verse 3. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, it says verse 6 to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved when it says made us accepted literally that means he bestowed grace and favor upon us we need to realize we have the favor of God the grace of God on us through Jesus he's bestowed that on us as a child of God we have the favor of God. In the Amplified, Ephesians 1, verse 6 says, To the praise of His glorious grace and favor, which He so freely bestowed on us in the Beloved, His Son, Jesus Christ. So through Jesus, we have grace and we have favor. We have help in this world. In the message, verse 6, or actually this is A good chunk of this scripture it says how blessed is god and what a blessing he is he's the father of our master jesus christ and takes us to the high places of blessing in him long before he laid down earth's foundations he had us in mind had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love long long ago he decided to adopt us into his family through jesus christ What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. So God has accepted us through Jesus. We've covered a number of aspects of this. If you didn't hear those messages or watch those messages, I encourage you to go back and listen to them because we're building uh, each message is building on the ones before. We can't go and, and um, re- cover again all the, the content that we've covered, but we've covered aspects of the fact that through Jesus and through Jesus only we're accepted by God. There is no other path to Jesus or to God. It's only Jesus. And we are made holy by and righteous by, accepting Jesus as our Savior. There's nothing you or I can do to earn our way. Nothing. And last week, or the last time, a couple weeks ago that we were on this, uh, we talked about how we are highly valued. Because the highest price that's ever been paid for anything was paid for you and for me, and that's the blood of Jesus. And so we are valued. All people are valued. God, through Jesus, bought and paid for every person on the face of the earth. Now, they have to receive. They have to receive what God has done through Jesus. But the price has been paid. The payment has been made. Let's just read a few of the scriptures that we read last week in, in kind of going forward. First Peter 1 Peter 1:17 says, in. If you call on the Father, you who without, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. It says, you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold. In other words, silver and gold wasn't paid for us. That's not how we were redeemed. It says, those things are corruptible. In other words, they decay. They're not forever. Verse 19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's what, that's how we were purchased. And the Amplified... 1 Peter 1.19 says, But you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ, the Messiah, like that of a sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. It says, We were purchased. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You were bought at a price. And we spent some time on that, that we were purchased. As children of God, He bought us, He redeemed us, and He paid the highest price that's been paid for anything. So that means whether or not we see or we feel valuable, see value, we are incredibly valuable because God paid the highest price for us. And we spent some time, I'm not going to recap everything we covered last week. But if you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. You should never say, I'm nothing. I'm not valuable. Even if you don't say it in those words to feel like you're not all that, we need to understand who we are because Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, we were bought. And God highly values each person. We need to have that realization when we look at other people too. Never put somebody else down Because what you're doing, you're putting down what God paid a very high price for. It's not in good taste to belittle somebody when their father paid such a high price for You know, it would be very bad taste if you're in the presence of, uh, you know, somebody's family. Let's say you're talking to somebody and their parents there to put them down. I mean, that would be rude. Wouldn't it? You know, if their son or daughter's there and you tell the parent, well, you know, I, I don't know why they're this and that. I don't, that's just rude. It wouldn't go over well. That's in bad taste. But, you know, when, if we think and say things that are evil about somebody else, did you know that God actually bought and paid for them? The, the one, uh, the Almighty, whether they're born again or not, paid the highest price for them, and He is everywhere. That means if you're putting somebody down, you're actually putting them down in the presence of one who has paid for them. If they're a Christian, God is their father. We just need to be conscious every person is valuable. Every person, uh, whether they understand it or not, has been purchased. Now, they need to receive that. If they don't receive it, they're not saved. But God has already, through Jesus, done the heavy lifting. He's already done the payment. Amen. Let's look at Romans 3.23. We, briefly, we, we uh, looked at this too, but I want to start moving in the direction we have for today. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and fall, sh- have, and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. If we go back to verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. All have have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. There's redemption in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation payment by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. So this talks about a payment by his blood. But verse 23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is nobody on the earth that's doing it perfect, quote unquote. No one. No one is perfect, and no one is living life perfectly. Now, that doesn't mean we should plan on messing up. You know, somebody, people, you know, like Brother Hagin said, you know, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing in the world to go down the middle of the road. People either want to get in one ditch or the other in, in all kinds of things uh, with understanding. You can see this in every area. It doesn't matter what you talk about, any area. People want to go to extremes and then just uh, focus on things to the exclusion of all, everything else. But they go into extremes. And so, you know, we, thank God he has redeemed us and, and for the love of God. But then people will go way over to the extreme and say, well, it just doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter because God loves us so much and you can do whatever and God will forgive you. Well, there's forgiveness, but the Bible also says the wages of sin are death. You know, we don't want to mess with, doing stuff uh, opposed to God's word. So we don't want to act like it doesn't matter. On the other hand, if you think it is all up to you, you have to be, you know, letter perfect in order for you to walk in the things of God, then you're also in the ditch. And you're going to have a long, hard, miserable life. And you're probably going to be really mean. Because you think everything is up to you and you have to be perfect in order to, to walk in God's favor. And if you think that way, you'll put other people under that same bondage. You'll be mean. You, you'll, be get, you'll, you'll point out the faults of everybody else all the time, any of us. And notice this. It, isn't it true? You don't have to raise your hand. But did, you, you know, notice when you're under pressure and you're feeling pushed, isn't it easy to put other people under pressure? Isn't that the time when you probably aren't as nice to be around? I mean, not that we, should, we, we shouldn't, we should strive not to be like that, but the temptation is there. Why? Because you're feeling pushed. And this is one of the way, ways Satan works. He tries to put the pressure on you, gets you to looking at you. And then you take your eyes off God, And now you think it's all about you. You start getting more uptight, more critical, more hard, and you take yourself, you disconnect yourself from the Lord. But so nobody is perfect. Nobody's walking perfect. Nobody is doing this thing perfect. We need to understand that. 1 Peter 3, verse 18 says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Christ suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. He is the way to God. He suffered so that we could come to God. He's the way. So I said, there's nobody perfect. It's only through Jesus. But that doesn't mean we should plan to mess up left and right. No, we should plan. Honestly, see, this blows people's minds. You should honestly plan never to sin again. You shouldn't. I mean, we should. I, on, now, you may mess up, but you shouldn't plan. See, we shouldn't go to the opposite. Well, I just mess up. That's the way I am. No, that's that's not believing God. If God told us to do something in his word, then with not in your own strength in your own works but you should rely on him and say lord help me to change help me to do this different i agree with you i say if you told me i could do it then i can do it don't say ah it's the way i am i do it i'll probably do it next week probably do it tomorrow it doesn't matter that's planning to mess up that's not what we're talking about you know we nobody's perfect but we shouldn't plan premeditate to do stuff all messed up. We ought to go into each day going, God, I'm living for you to the best of my ability. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And I ask you for your help and your strength and your wisdom to help me do it. And say, I'm going to have an awesome day today. This is going to be one of the best days I've ever had. Don't go into it and go, man, I can see this one coming. This is... I even got out of bed and I can see this is going to be a train wreck. Don't do that. I didn't say you wouldn't be tempted. You know, have you ever woke up, had some kind of weird dream and woke up and it just seems like, what, you're just in a a different place? Well, don't let that derail the rest of the day. I just don't feel like getting out of bed. Well, we better change that because we have a long day ahead of us. No, everybody, my point is everybody has thoughts like that. Nobody is doing everything perfect. If you get it in your head that somehow somebody else is walking it perfectly, then you're going to think, well, you're not, so you're disqualified from anything. No, everybody is challenged. Everybody has thoughts. Everybody has flesh. Everybody has pressure. You don't know what everybody's going through. I don't know what everybody's going through. So we don't look at that. Just know Jesus is the only Savior. He's the only way to God. So we look to him and say, Lord, I'm going to need your help today. Show me what to do. I'm going to believe with you. But don't put up this impossible standard that somehow you think every, other people are doing it perfect and you're not. So then, you know, you can't have a good day. That's not true. Getting ahead of myself. Some, we're going to get into some things at a different point, I think. I don't know necessarily today. But just don't, don't look at it. Satan's mean he's cruel and he's a liar. And so what he'll do is say, well, you, you know, you're not doing that. You're not doing that. You're not doing that. But what you don't maybe know is that he's saying to that same person, the one he's pointing to you at, go, well, you should do it more like that. You should do it like that. He's, he's, if he can, he'll try to get their ear and he's telling them something about somebody else. Maybe even about you saying, you're not doing it like they're doing it. He, He's a con. He's, he's evil. He'd just have everybody looking at everybody else and thinking everybody else has got it good and everybody else is doing it right or everybody else doesn't isn't doing it good and he's just got everybody pointing at each other and he knows the truth he's evil but he sees some things that humans don't see because he's been around for how many we don't know how long At least thousands of years so he's a liar If he can get you to start looking off of Jesus, yes, you want to live holy. Yes, you want to do things right. But you can't start looking at just you and start putting yourself down based on what you perceive as what other people are doing because you don't know. You don't know everybody's life. See, a lot of times you're judging you. You're saying, well, there's no way I could walk in certain things of God because you know you. But you, and then you look at somebody else and go, well, yeah, that's all right for them. I mean, they got it all together. You don't know them. But Satan will tell you that. No, we want to strive to do what God has called us to do and do it to the best of our ability, stand up straight, Stand up tall, know that God is with us, and Jesus is the only way to God, and if it wasn't for Him, none of us would be children, would be in His family, and we need to just walk according to what He's done, cooperate with Him, and glorify Him for the fact that we are walking in His family. Because it's, 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 it's by the blood of Jesus that we've been redeemed. Now, Ephesians 1, 7. Kind of got into some stuff there that we'll get into, but that's okay. We'll get into it later. God is a good God and He's faithful, and He loves us and has redeemed us through the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. In Him we have redemption through His blood. In the Amplified, Ephesians 1, 7 says, In Him we have redemption, that is, deliverance and salvation through His blood, the remission or forgiveness of our offenses, our shortcomings and trespasses, in accordance with the riches and the generosity of His gracious favor. That's a mouthful, huh? (laughs) A lot of times you get mouthfuls in the Amplified, but I like it. It brings out a lot of the nuances. Let's read through it. Verse 7 says, In him we have redemption. What's redemption? Deliverance and salvation. So this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, writing to Christians, this applies to us, he says, we have redemption. You could say, I have redemption. What does that mean? Deliverance and salvation through his blood. So how do we have deliverance and salvation? Another, we'll read this in a a minute, but it's freedom. Another way of saying it, we've been set free. We're free. How? Through his blood. How are we set free? How do you have deliverance and salvation? Through the blood of Jesus. Now think about it. Don't just let the, oh yeah, it's by the blood. Think about it. How are you made free? It's through the blood of Jesus and you believing what he did and making it appropriate, appropriating it for you. That's how. It's not what you try to drum up. You realize there's philosophies all over the world that try to help men and women with their lives. People, men, come up with stuff. That's what religion is. Well, I think it should be like this. If we do this and that and jump through these hoops, then this God that I made up will show favor. It's all, I mean, there's some reality as far as there's demonic stuff involved in some of that. But God is the true God, and His ways are true. And the only true way to freedom is through the blood of Jesus, period. Not through your program that you made up to try to get you free. Now, I'm not saying that you can't work with the program. What we're looking for, though, is a quickening and a direction from the Lord that's showing you what you need to do practically to walk in what he has already purchased through his blood. Because his blood is the only way you're going to really be free. And realizing that and acting on it is the only way we're going to be free. Truly free of anything. Anything else has side effects. Anything that we believe, if it is uh, God truth, it will go back as a New Testament Christian. Any truth that you have has got to go back to the finished work in the blood of Jesus as its foundation. If it is rooted in something you're gonna try to do to uh, take that place, it's gonna fail. We We have to work with him, but the foundation has got to be what he did to redeem us. And it's through his blood. It says, in him we have redemption, deliverance and salvation through his blood, the remission or the forgiveness of our offenses, our shortcomings and trespasses in accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor. So we have forgiveness of our offenses, our shortcomings, our trespasses, what we have not done, what we don't do right, The way that's taken care of is through the blood of Jesus. That's the only way that you and I walk right with God is because of the blood of Jesus. That's the foundation. That's what we have to come back to. That's why when we said nobody's perfect, you can't start putting all the pressure on you walking everything perfect because what happens then when you mess up? if if your foundation is in in how much you do you will be derailed you won't believe you're qualified to receive from god we need to understand the foundation we need to understand what jesus has done and understand that that is the only that's the only way the only foundation i have to stay there If I get out of believing that, then I'm going to get on shaky ground, ground that's unstable, and I'll fall. In the CEV, Ephesians 1-7 says, Christ sacrificed his life's blood to set us free, which means that our sins are now forgiven. Christ did this because God was so kind to us. God has great wisdom and understanding. In the NLT, it says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son. Our freedom was purchased. How was it purchased? By the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We said that is the highest price that has been paid for anything. Well, what did it do? It set us free. How are we going to be free? How are we going to walk in what He has for us? It's by understanding and appropriating, becoming solid and ground in the fact, grounded in the fact that he redeemed us, that he set us free. That we are accepted not because of anything else, but because of what he did and the fact that we received what he did. This is a, this is such a critical point because this is what, Satan will try to muddy in our understanding. Not understanding what Jesus did, and then getting us to focus on something other than the fact that we're only accepted through him. Because if he starts to get us off into something else, then it may look good for a while, but it will fail. Because it's not based on the rock. It's not based on truth. It's based on performance. It's based on ideas, philosophy. We have to understand that the way that we were accepted and the way we received from God is only based on what Jesus has done by His blood. Acts 20, verse 28 says, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. See, the church church is the ones that have received what God did through Jesus. He purchased... He paid the payment for all people, but the church are those that says, okay, I take that. I believe it can't be just me. It's not what I did to earn my way to God. It's what he did to pay for me, and I say, oh, you paid for me? You made me right with you, or you gave me the ability to be right with you through your blood, I take it, it's mine. That's the church. It's not any name of any organization. It's not in a building. It's not in anything else but the fact that we accepted what Christ has done through His blood. And we need to understand what happened that we were redeemed. Because that is the way that we're going to receive from God. That is the pathway, not just to get us in the family, but it's how we receive anything. We need to have that On solid, we need to be on solid ground. Colossians 1 verse 12. Let's look at that. Colossians 1 verse 12 says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. The Father has qualified us. It's going to tell us in a moment how we've been qualified to be partakers of that inheritance. Verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He's delivered us from the power of darkness conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, verse 14, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So how are we in that kingdom, and how have we been translated out of the kingdom of darkness? It's through His blood. That's how. Can you go back to verse 12? Let's read through this again. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. How has he qualified us? It's going to say in the next verses, through his blood. How are you qualified to partake of the inheritance? What's the inheritance? It's what's been provided for you by the Father. So it's been provided for us. How do we qualify for that? It's through the blood. Verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. How are we delivered from the power of darkness? By the blood of Jesus. Not by you shouting at the devil. Not by you fighting with the devil. It's already been done. It's part of what has been provided for us By the blood of Jesus. So how are we delivered from the power of darkness? It's through the blood of Jesus. Then it says, conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of His love. How are we conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of His love? By the blood of Jesus. Next verse. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. How are we made right? How how are are we redeemed? It's through His blood. Period. That's how you became a child of God is through the blood and receiving it. Everything that we receive from God is on that foundation. In other words, there's not something on the side. Well, Jesus bought and paid for our redemption, great, but i got to get all this some other way. No, it's all on the foundation of what he bought and paid for. When he bought and paid for our redemption and our freedom, he included everything that we're ever going to need. Period. Anything, that means anything practically that you need now in this earth as already part of the inheritance. Anything for your body. It's already on that foundation. Anything you need financially, anything you need relationally, any wisdom you need, any counsel you need, you, uh, yes, there is a natural. There, there are, you can go and try to get all these things naturally, but what God has provided for us is all on the foundation of Jesus. In other words, there's not a side package. You know when you go to certain vendors, or certain companies, you can maybe, maybe they have a product and there's different packages you can get. And you know, I think of like automobiles. Different companies have different ways they 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 package their, their cars. But you know, some will have different models. So you have a different model of a car, but then you have different trim levels. And with this trim level package, you get this, this, and this, and this. Now, if you want some other things, you may have to go up to the next trim level. And you don't just get one thing, you get a bunch of stuff that's in that trim level. And then you may want the premium package, and it has all this other stuff. Now, if you were at the lower trim package and you just wanted one thing, you could just add it but the way it's priced is if you just get that one thing it's like half the price of just going up to the next package so you say well what the heck I might as well go up to the next package if I really want that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So we're used to seeing this stuff well I know I got all this I really wanted this over here but I just couldn't justify going up to the next package so I do without it or really want that, so I'm going to spring for that package, and I'm going, to, I'm going to deal with this level. So we see this in the natural. But with God, there is no side package, and there's not tiers of packages. There is, you, if you get into the, the family of God, you get the whole package. There's one. If you were to come to God's automobile dealership, you say, we got one model, one package, do you want it or not? That's it. See, we're used to thinking I got to get these other things and well, God, I know I'm saved. I know you love me, but what about this? And we act like it's not part of the package. I mean, we may say the right thing, you know, in church and come, oh yeah, praise God for Jesus. But what we're really thinking is, how the heck am I gonna deal with this? Why, why am I, and what we're saying without maybe saying it is it, isn't that part? Why isn't that part of the package? News flash, it is. But we've been, we, get, we can get religion in our head where, and, and different people come from different backgrounds where maybe there was something that was real strong taught and you saw the word on that, but not so much on a different area. How does faith come? We've talked about it on Wednesdays and over and over all the time, but it comes by hearing. Well, you, do you, we can be really strong in one area, because our, our faith can be really strong, and we believe that God provided something, but in another area, not having really heard about it, and so faith hasn't come, and we don't really believe it, and so we really struggle with this other area. And so we can be thinking, well, God, why haven't you taken care of this? And this seems really hard for me to get this, but this other stuff might be really easy. What's the deal? It's the fact that we haven't seen that God provided everything we need through Jesus. In other words, any challenge that we would face, there is an answer through what Jesus did, period. There's counterfeits, there's substitutions, but ultimately, God did not leave anything out. Which thing did he leave out? He's God, how would he leave something out? I mean, he's either perfect or he's not. He's either complete or he's not. He's not, you know, like us as humans. Oh, I forgot that. I didn't do that. That's why we have checklists. And even then we can forget stuff, right? I mean, when we go on a trip, we have a checklist. It's changed over time. Like, it doesn't include baby diapers anymore. Hallelujah. (laughs) Or formula, or a crib. You know, one of those pack and plays or whatever? Huh? Stroller. (laughs) Stroller. Deleted all that stuff off that list. For now. I mean, we have grandkids or whatever. At some point in the future, they may have to add some stuff. But right now, we're a steady state. But why do you need a list? Because you might forget something. It's nice to have a list. When you're trying to get out of town. But why do we have a list? Because we may forget stuff. God didn't forget anything. God didn't even have to make a list. He already knew everything. And he wasn't going to forget it anyway. You know what we act like? God did not cover my situation in his plan. You don't have to say it out loud, but that's what Satan was subtly. He doesn't say it. Satan doesn't come to you and say, this is Satan, I'm about to lie to you. <laughs> and then spout something off and say, that's the end of my lie. <laughs> no, it comes more subtle, like, well, what? what's going on here? And they'll be in first person. I don't know why this isn't, what, where, why isn't this happening? He's subtle, he tries to bring suggestions Perceptions, thoughts. Well, why isn't that happening? What's, insinua- what's the implication? God ain't taking care of that. Yeah. Or, we well, took care of that, but there's no way you're getting it. So and so could get it, but not you. That's a lie. Well, that's not for you. I don't know. I've tried. I've tried to believe. I don't know what's going on. What's that? that that's insinuation. You're not qualified. You, you don't have enough faith. I mean, you may need to focus on some stuff, but what, what is faith? It's believing what God has said. When you're listening to lies, what are you believing? Not what God has said. You're believing a lie. God, through Jesus, has provided the foundation for everything we need, period. We are accepted into his family through Jesus, and he has provided through that acceptance, through the blood of Jesus, everything that we need. We are qualified through him. So anytime a thought comes of somehow this situation isn't gonna be taken care of, this situation I just don't know, we need to take it, take that thought, throw it down, and put it up against the truth of God, I you know. I may need wisdom from God. I may be direction on exactly how to walk it out, but anything that I'm facing right now, he already has an answer for, and it's already covered by the blood of Jesus. His package is complete. It'll be taken care of. We need to liken it to, you know, you probably had this experience some people may, may not, but you, but you know what I'm saying. Think of a place. It may be home, maybe your parents' house, maybe a family friend, somewhere where when you go for that time period, maybe it's for a meal or whatever, but you know anything you need is taken care of. Maybe, you know, maybe it's for an extended stay. In other words, there's a calm, there's a peace, there is comfort this this is taken care of right now if you need something if you need more food it's there you need a comfy bed well it's there you need towels it's there see we think of that in just short periods and we 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 put things in our in our minds and compartmentalize well this is kind of this is a place that yeah everything's taken care of but then there's work or there's the supermarket or wherever where who knows what's going to happen we need to realize that our life, yes, we live in a fallen world. Yes, we have challenges. But when we look at the bigger picture, the greater reality, we walk here as individuals that are in this world, but we are children of God. Our citizenship is in heaven, and everything that we need to walk through this earth with uh, success with strength, with vitality, with prosperity is all been provided through Jesus. So that sense of security that maybe we get in certain places, maybe it's home, maybe it's a friend, that actually when you look and scale back and realize what God is and who he is and what he's done through Jesus actually encompasses our whole life. God has provided all we need through the blood of Jesus. He's made the payment. He's made it available. And the more we realize that's the key, That is the gateway, that is the payment, that is what makes all of it possible, and that is already, as a Christian, I've already accepted it, therefore it's mine, therefore whatever I deal with, the answer is already available, period. Therefore everything that I need in life, regardless of what the circumstance of the horizon may look like, is already available in God through Christ now there's some pressure that's pushing on me some circumstance we need to look past that and realize actually may not feel like it but i'm in the presence of god and i am actually more taken care of than any of these natural places i could think of i have everything i need provided i'm going to look at him I'm going to rest in what he said. I'm going to follow his plans, and I will be taken care of. I am accepted in his family. I am a child of God. I am part of the family of the Most High, and as I walk around in this realm, I carry with me the stamp of approval of the most powerful being in the universe, and he will make sure I'm taken care of if I'll look to him. Satan tries to get us to push off and look at other stuff. The world does that. Circumstances do that. And like we've been talking about on Wednesday, the fight is to push back on all that stuff that would try to to get us off and come right back to, nope, God is my source. God is my God. It's all in the package, and I'm staying right here. I'm going to be chill about it. I'm going to relax just as if I'm in one of those situations where I know everything's taken care of, it's taken care of. What's the challenge? To believe it's taken care of before you see it taken care of? It's real easy when you're at your favorite place. Now, we are talking about this. It's different. You know, you go out right now, it's a different feel. We're stuck. You know, if you go into a restaurant or whatever, it's not normal. It's, it's a different feel. But You think of going over to somebody's house where everything is calm, it's easy. You you know how you just start chilling, you just start relaxing because you have this sense that at least for the next couple hours while you're having a meal or or chilling, or maybe you're at a coffee place and you're just talking, whatever, everything is okay. In other words, all the stuff in the background, it fades away. You know that sense I'm talking about. People just, you wanna kick back, relax, just chill. Take your mind off all this. But at that point, it's like there's this sense of security, sense of relaxation, sense of it's going to be okay. You know what I'm talking about. Did anything change with your circumstance when you step foot into that restaurant, when you step foot in the coffee place, did anything in reality in general change from what you left in the outside world? Probably not. You just stepped into something and are aware of something different and emotions and your feelings are following what you're thinking on And the sense that everything's okay. But the fact is, nothing changed on the outside. It's just a sense. But if we'll focus on what God has done through Jesus and walk in that continually, we can be in the middle of stuff pushing and still have that sense of it's going to be okay because he hasn't changed, his blood hasn't changed, the payment has already been done and everything I need is taken care of and a reality that it's going to be fine. I'm walking in the peace and the security and the provision of God. Amen? God is a good God. He's faithful. Let's just look at Hebrews 9:11 and closing here. It says, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. See, it's not substandard. It's not what ha- used to happen with the cert- sacrifices of animals, with his own blood he obtained everything, eternal redemption. It means eternally, everything that we need has been provided forever. Do, we need to understand that God through Jesus has provided what we need from, from now on is actually predated any of us. It was already made available. Forever. We can't really wrap our minds around forever, but we take it, okay, that means from now on. As long as I'm going to know something, it's already taken care of. It happened before anybody in here or anybody listening on on the recording or on the stream was born. It's been available before any of us knew anything about it. It's already done. God hasn't changed. God isn't doing something different to add to the package. The package is already sealed. It's done. The question is, will we partake of what he has done? Part of it is we need to know and we need to be convinced and we need to be strong in the fact that everything is in that and it is available forever. There's never going to be a time where somehow that fails, ever. And somebody could be thinking, yeah, but what about? See, that's that's trying to get us to look at the natural. The fact is, God will never fail, and God's uh, provision is always true, and it's always available no matter what what the circumstance is, period. It's all-encompassing from now on. Everybody say, from now on. It's actually from before on, but I want you to have it in your mind that there is not a time. Right now, going forward, just settle it in your mind, settle it in your heart, that from now on, I am going to look to him. I may have known things in the past. Of course, we have heard the word uh, to some degree in the past, all of us, or most of us but we need to settle it that anything that I'm facing going forward anything that would be a challenge whatever it's all in the package and now till eternity God has the answer the foundation is the blood of Jesus and it's been provided what do I need to do look to him and say God show me what do I need to do but I know It's not outside your package. I know it's all included. I know you're with me. I know you're for me. I know that I've been accepted in the beloved and I know that your plan is good, period. Always. Security. That sense of security all the time. You say, is that possible? Well, is it possible to meditate on God's promises? It's just what we look at. Amen.